I saw the rake or something that I call the rake. I can tell you what it was. I was driving late at night in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. I live 30 miles south of Alamoso, Colorado. I was driving on a back road with my buddy taking him home near my house. It was about 12 a.m. Out of nowhere, this thing appeared in the headlights in the middle of the road. It was crouching over some roadkill. It was humanoid. It was pale. It looked like it had no ears. It looked like a wendigo from until dawn looked like it was seven feet tall. Abnormally long arms. No ears, no nose, and some nasty teeth. It wasn't skinny, but its skin was tight with ribs visible. And like long claws on the end of its hands, I was barely able to dodge it with my truck as I was driving considerably fast. As I swerved around it, it seemed like time slowed down, and it looked up from the roadkill it was eating and stared at me as I passed. Its eyes were yellow. I immediately break and yell at my friend, What the F did you see that? His eyes were wide with fear and he nods at me. I throw the truck in reverse, but when I approach the roadkill it was gone, and he claims to have seen it too. So I know I'm not crazy. When I was a kid, I read a lot of stories about the rake. I know the rake isn't real, so maybe they invented a creature that already existed. Maybe it's a cave creature, like in The Descent. If you have any questions, please ask. I've been doing a lot of research. I want to find out what this is. I've been obsessed with him. I need answers. I won't stop looking for him. I am a park ranger at Yellowstone National Park. The vast landscape with its towering mountains, pristine lakes, and sprawling forests is truly a sight to behold. But beneath the picturesque exterior lies a dark and dangerous secret. One summer day, as I was conducting a routine check of the park's trails, I heard a strange noise in the distance. Curiosity peaked. I decided to investigate. But what I encountered was far from what I expected. As I approached the source of the noise, I saw a massive, unknown predator. Its fur was matted, and its eyes glinted with a malevolent hunger. It was unlike any animal I had ever seen before. Before I could even reach for my radio, the creature attacked. I was outnumbered and outmatched, but I refused to give up. I fought with all my might, using every ounce of my strength and training. It was a struggle for survival, with the unknown predator intent on taking me down. Just as I was about to lose consciousness, the creature suddenly vanished into thin air. I was left alone, wounded and confused, but I was alive. I soon realized that what I had encountered was far more than just a wild animal. It was something paranormal, something beyond my understanding. But I was determined to survive, and I was going to get to the bottom of this strange and frightening encounter. Unfortunately, I hit a dead end. After this encounter, I never again encountered this creature. I spent two years more as a park ranger, then I quit. Still to this day, I wonder where that creature left, or was it even real? Little background, I'm agnostic and pretty skeptical. I don't believe in really anything paranormal, but I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, and the time of this story was during the late 80s, 
early 90s, mid-Satanic Panic era, there was a lot of circulated rumors about this or that being demonic. And you had to be careful about what you brought into your house lest you invite demons into your home. So I guess they're like vampires or bedbugs. Also, lots of urban legend stories. A lot of them involving Smurfs, like Smurf wallpaper, stomping newborns to death in their sleep and the like. Important to understand is that Jews don't believe in ghosts or aliens or anything else. But rather than discount the stories themselves altogether, they merely blame them on bored, vindictive demons messing with us because they've been banished to earth. As they are fallen angels, oh, an interesting side note, apparently this eviction from heaven only happened in 1914, not sure why God waited so long. Maybe it's like renter's protection and he needed to give them tons of notice and a free month's rent or something. But I digress. So yeah, basically if there was a J.W. Scooby-Doo cartoon, every ending would be the same. Now let's see who's really behind this. And they'd remove the rubber alien mask, the glowing ghost sheet, the dinosaur fossil. I knew it. Just a regular old demon. Anyway, around nine, ten years old, I start being left home alone. Big family, so it didn't happen much. But when it did, I started noticing things from the corner of my eye, around the edges of darkened corners. Only a couple of times did I notice a discernible shape, and it looked like this stuffed toy someone in the house had recently gotten black-furred, big-nosed, kind of goofy yet terrifying in the right context. I guess think Five Nights at Freddy's style. Sometimes I'd get so freaked out I'd bolt out of the house with barely a jacket or shoes on and sit outside my house in the winter. I can't remember what excuse I gave when my family came home and found me shivering on the stoop, but I didn't tell them the truth. I even started to join my mom on painfully boring errands. Kids nowadays will likely fail to understand what hours of errands at the hair salon, dry cleaners, the bank or fanny's fabrics, is like without cell phones, or Nintendo Switches. At best we had tiger handheld games, which were typically less fun than simply staring at your hands. But I endured it all rather than be left alone with the demons. In retrospect, all of this is easily dismissed, young mind crammed full of the idea that the world is teeming with demons out to get him, is left alone for the first time in his life, and his mind conjures demons out of flickering shadows. But it's what comes next. I can never hand wave away, quite so easily. I'm about eleven-ish, I think, and I lose one of my last baby teeth. Maybe my last one I don't remember, but it's a molar. Dobjes famously don't celebrate anything, but there is few things that weren't forbidden. I just don't remember if we did the tooth fairy thing. I mean, I know there was no pretense of a fairy, just my mom taking my tooth and giving me a dollar. But I know I didn't get a dollar for this last one. Maybe it was too late in the game, being the lastish tooth and being the youngest of eight kids. The kid tooth market was now incredibly saturated. She probably had a coffee can full. Technically, she might have even qualified as an ivory dealer. So I go to bed that night, and I have an oddly specific memory of putting my tooth on my bedside table on the metal base of my lamp. I wake up sometime during the night, and it's full, deep, silent, scary night. Not my parents are still awake, and I can hear them watching M.A.S.H. in the living room night. It's one of those half-awakes where your dreams are still a vivid reality, and you can effortlessly step back into them. I'm instantly aware of a large, blue-ish-white glowing presence at the end of my bed. 
It's an angel with its back to me, focused on something else, which is odd in and of itself, as the only thing in that part of my room of interest was my Dick Tracy action figures. So hopefully he was bringing me the blank figure, because I couldn't find that shit anywhere. I don't remember if I could move, but I didn't. I was scared, but in an oddly detached, non-panicky sort of way. He became aware of me and looked back, and not in a malevolent way, but, but not kindly either. It was more of a cold, slightly sneering indifference. Then I just fell back asleep, which was obviously odd had it been someone innocuous like my mom in my room at 3 a.m. I doubt I'd have drifted back off so quickly, let alone a potentially fallen angel rooting through my collectibles. I loved those Dick Tracy toys, and I was very paranoid and protective about losing the Tommy guns on those things. It happened to a J.W. pal of mine. His mom took him all their weapons, and he was left with a bunch of squat, Lego, grip-handed, suited old men with stupid hats, and who wants to play with that? But I digress again. Then I just awoke in the morning, but I didn't immediately remember the previous night's visitor. I woke just like any other morning, sat up but then paused during my crooked use stretching as my rested on my molar, still on the lamp base, but it had been expertly cut in half. It was perfectly smooth, like it had been done with a laser, and the other half was gone. I didn't immediately suspect my mother. Firstly, I doubted she had access to that level of technology. And second, if it was her, then where was my fifty cents? Only then did I recall the previous night's events, and as you can imagine, it shook me up. I mean, there was the spooky paranormal aspects that would scare anyone, but atop all that was the sheer randomness of it, nothing added up to anything. It was just an absolute casserole of nonsense. Now had the demon angel burnt a cockeyed 666 on my wall and left a steaming cauldron stuffed with Smurf merchandise. Then okay, sure, I'd have been terrified, but at least it would have been on brand and fallen neatly into place with everything else I knew. But what the F did he want with half my tooth? I snatched up my half-tooth and went to find my mother, not really expecting answers, but at least wanting someone else to acknowledge and share in this messed-up situation. When I found her, I didn't editorialize or bring up any of the angel business, just handed it over with a hey look, what happened to my tooth when I was asleep. She examined it closely, but far too briefly, and handed it back with something like, Huh, that's kind of weird, hey? Where's your father? Tell him breakfast is ready. Her lack of astonishment felt suspect. I went looking for my dad with the inner monologue of a TV detective. No, I don't think she did it, but she knows more than she's telling us. I didn't even bring it up to my dad, as my relationship with him was fraught, and it felt unwise to do so. More than likely, I'd have been blamed for it in some way, and I'd be interrogated about my cola consumption. So I sat on this info. I think I tried to bring it up casually with my mom again later, but again got nothing. A week or so later, it was missing off my dresser. I thought I maybe knocked it off or something, and it'd show up eventually, but it never did. Shortly after this incident, we moved to a new house, and I never saw the flickering shadows demons again. I never had any more issues with being left alone in the house. As a skeptical adult looking back, I can say, Look, I turned twelve. 
I got over my fear of being home alone, and maybe I conjured the angel memory from nothing after that tooth incident. But that doesn't explain the tooth. And I remember the tooth. I could feel myself grasping for plausible scenarios. Maybe there's some medical test that requires an inner tooth test, so my parents took it. But then why not just tell me? Why return the other half? It's the whole issue with this incident, as even if you accept the existence of angels, demons, ghosts, or the chupacabra, it doesn't really explain anything meaningful. So yeah, that's it. I don't think about it often. But when I do, it still bothers me. So at the end of all of this, I just hope someone or something is waiting for me, and they have with them half my tooth and some goddamn answers. In 2012, I was driving through southern Utah with a friend, completely empty desert land surrounded by mountains, and both of us saw something, or several somethings, actually. They were running alongside the car, but we were faster at 80-ish miles per hour and left them behind. They were incredibly tall. My friend remembers them being tan-colored, but I thought they were more white. Definitely not the color of any animal I know in the area. And by tall, I mean more than twice as tall as the car or more so eight-plus feet. They were running on all fours right next to the road. Their legs were very thin and tall, and I remember seeing large ears on the top of the head like a bunny. But my friend doesn't remember that. I also think, since they reminded me so much of the rideable creatures in the dark crystal, my brain might have added the ears but those are the closest comparisons I have to what I think we saw. Google Dark Crystal Landstriders if you want a comparison. We both saw them and freaked out to the point of us both screaming, and we never knew what we had seen. Is there a known cryptid that looks like this lives in this area? This event took place over a year ago, but I hadn't really thought to post about it until now. I don't want to dox myself, but I live in Maryland, and I was with my now ex-girlfriend at her house. It was a rural area, surrounded by woods in all directions. It was night, and we were going to visit her grandparents' house a short drive away. We got into her car, and while she was fiddling with her phone and the aux cord, I saw something in the brush, illuminated by the headlights. It was tall, pale gray, thin with a gaunt face and stretched limbs. I don't think it stood to the standard eight feet of a crawler, but my lack of depth perception makes it hard to accurately perceive distance and height. All it did was watch, its seemingly hollow eyes fixed me. It was gone before I could point it out to my girlfriend, and I didn't have the bravery or stupidity to investigate. I wish I had concrete evidence of what I saw, but all I have is my word and a terrifying memory. I work in a pub. It's about two miles away in the next village. I usually finish work late, 1, 2 a.m., and I have to cycle home. The only route is a small road that goes through somewhat large woods. There's a one-mile stretch that has absolutely no street lights. It's pitch black. As I was cycling through the woods, I start hearing this screeching sound, similar to a small animal dying. It scared the shit out of me, so I started pedaling fast. I continued to hear it, and it seemed as it was progressing towards me. I used my phone's camera light to navigate, although it isn't impossible to see without it. 
I point my phone behind me and I swear I caught sight of some humanoid creature on all fours running at me. Call it mind games. But this was pretty vivid. I continue to cycle as fast as I can. I've been cycling long distances from a young age. I'd like to say I'm quite fast. Yet I continue to hear the screeching and the light padding of the footsteps of whatever is chasing me. I try to turn my phone light off, and after a few seconds I manage to do so. The padding becomes quieter, and I hear one last screech from whatever it was. I have never been so scared in all my life. No. My story starts like this. I'm from the Navajo Nation Indian Reservation in a small place located 30 south of Page, Arizona known as Bitter Springs. This event happened in March 2022, in the early hours of the morning at 2.45 a.m., when I was coming back from work in Las Vegas. I work in Las Vegas Monday through Thursday, and my route is usually traveling through Las Vegas to Kanab, then to back to Page, Arizona. I got into the town of Page, Arizona, coming back from Vegas around 3 a.m. and stopped at a gas station to fuel up and buy a snack to keep me awake. After that, I left the gas station, and I started traveling south towards Bitter Springs on Highway 89 that goes towards Flagstaff. I was the only vehicle traveling on that dark and secluded road. I have to admit that I was thinking about skinwalkers and the story that my grandma used to say when we were younger kids at her house. She used to say that she had seen a, yeah, gnaw, gloosh, she or skinwalker. Once before that had followed her back to her house on the same route, I was going and kept bothering her when she tried to sleep. Just then, the rain began to start falling, and the clouds started to cover the bright moon above. As I approached a steep hill, three miles before Bitter Springs, a vehicle passed me as it was making its way up the Bitter Springs Canyon oncoming. But as that vehicle passed me in the oncoming lane, I could just remember the light was so bright as if the driver forgot to dime his light as he approached me. Just as he passed, I seen a creature which looked like a man wearing a skin with a black and white face with glowing eyes like a deer. The object couldn't have been... uh... anything or creature of this world. As it crossed the road, I could remember that the creature looked right at me in my eye. The creature's eye had made contact with me and gave a weird vibe. As it crossed the road, it then jumped over a fence on the side of the road and traveled quickly into the darkness. I then thought to myself, did I just see what I thought I had seen? I then proceeded in terror and hauled ass going down the Bitter Springs Canyon. I never in my life traveled down the canyon at 85 miles per hour, especially when it was raining. As soon as I got down the canyon, I turned off at the Bitter Springs housing and seen the creature again by the cattle guard. As I approached it, it took off to the south, into the darkness. I then thought to myself, how the hell did that creature get to the turnoff before I did? Right then I knew this thing, or creature was for sure a skinwalker following me. As I got to my driveway at my house, which was 1,000 feet from the turnoff, I ran inside and locked the door. About five minutes I heard banging at my window and heard a coyote howling, but the howling was off. It also had an awful smell like a dead rotten animal. Later when the sun came up I checked the surroundings of my house and seen coyote tracks around my house which tracked back to the south. 
In October of 2021, I encountered what I believed to be an extraterrestrial inside my house, followed soon after by three other extraterrestrials in my house. It was a normal Friday evening at first. My dad, I was in college in Montana, living with him at the time, had gone to sleep at about 10 p.m., and I stayed up until about 11.30. At 11.30, I turned off my TV and went to lay on my bed, where I promptly pulled out my phone and began browsing. This lasted for about 45 minutes before I finally decided to go to sleep. I realized that my throat felt a little dry, so I got up to get some water from the fridge. My room used to be a second living room off the kitchen, so there's no door on the frame. Only a thick curtain. As I approached the curtain, everything was normal. It was just a normal night. The only thing that seemed a little off was how quiet it was. There were no crickets chirping outside, which there always were. I live in a secluded country ranch house, which was unusual. I could still hear my dad's white noisemaker in his bedroom, though he uses it to help him sleep. It felt like a normal late night. I pulled the curtain aside to step out into the kitchen and experience the single most terrifying thing in my entire life. Behind the curtain was what I believed to be an extraterrestrial alien. It was facing the hallway to my dad's room, and it was in a crouched position. We had a nightlight plugged in right above the kitchen countertop, so I assume it was trying to avoid that light. Its skin color was a sort of dark gray gunmetal color. As I pulled the curtain all the way back, the alien turned its head sharply to look at me. I gasped and was immediately overcome by an immense sense of dread and terror. I was quite literally paralyzed by fear. I just stood there with my hand on the curtain, mouth agape. I regained consciousness an hour later and was laying on top of my bed, the covers still made. My heart was pounding, and it felt like it was beating a million times a minute. I saw something on my left, which was the darkest part of my room, and had a door leading to our carport. Standing over my bed were three dark gray figures. They were tall their heads nearly touching the seven-foot ceilings in my room. I turned my head, stared at them, and began to experience the same sense of terror as before. It was the exact same sense of dread and paralysis. I was unable to move, unable to speak, unable to do anything except look. This time they looked at me for much longer than a couple of seconds. It felt like it lasted a full minute or more. At the end of that minute, the being in the middle leaned in a little bit and moved its hand toward my foot. It tapped its finger on my foot three times, slowly. Each time it tapped, a strange sensation pulsed through my body. It was just a weird energy that I can't really describe. After the third pulse subsided, the being stood straight again, and then everything went black again. I regained consciousness yet again a minute or two later, still on top of my bed. Cover still made, and immediately began to cry. I don't mean just a tear or two. I mean that I was quite literally just bawling my eyes out for the next few minutes. Eventually all that emotion subsided, and I grabbed my phone from my bedside table. It was 1.33 a.m. I didn't end up going to sleep at all that night. I just sort of sat there on my bed trying to explain to myself what just happened. In the years since this has happened, I've yet to come up with an explanation that doesn't involve aliens, demons, ghosts, or some sort of paranormal phenomenon. 
I thought of sleep paralysis at first, but I never went to sleep before I saw the first one. I was wide awake still when I went to get a drink of water. I wasn't dreaming because I hadn't yet gone to sleep. When the three came right after, I thought that it could be sleep paralysis since I woke up on my bed and was unable to move or even scream when they looked at me. But how did I get in bed when the last thing I remember was looking at the first one in my kitchen? I know you hallucinate when experiencing sleep paralysis, but how did I see three distinct beings that essentially remained motionless? And what was that sensation whenever it tapped my foot? If it was sleep paralysis, I've never had it before, and I haven't had it since. If it was some sort of spontaneous mental breakdown, I've never had one before, and haven't had one since. If it was just some bad nightmare, when did I go from browsing Reddit and getting a drink of water to asleep and having a nightmare? Every time I think about it, I get an uneasy feeling just thinking about the dread I felt that night. It makes me feel squirmy and nervous. That night felt like death, but I don't know if whatever was in my house or whatever I imagined was malevolent. I don't know if they hurt me or did anything to me or my dad. I don't know if I was crazy, sleep, deprived, or actually encountered aliens in my house. I've seen and felt some strange things before and after, including lost time, seeing what I believe to be UFOs, and animals on the ranch we live on being mutilated. The lost time thing was a little freaky. I was texting my brother about video games in the middle of the morning. I was in the middle of a response, laying on the bed in my room when all of a sudden I was sitting on the couch in the first living room, opposite the kitchen to my bedroom. Seven whole hours had passed, and I didn't remember any of it. There were two texts from my brother, about an hour apart, the first of which was him asking if I got his texts. Then the second was just a couple of question marks. I was confused and didn't really know what to do. The UFOs thing is self-explanatory. I've seen lights fly over my house at night. There is an airport about an hour away and I see planes on occasion. But these lights are always either too fast to be a plane, too slow to be a plane, or too quiet to be a low-flying helicopter. The animal mutilation thing is the saddest part for me. I have about ten outside cats or barn cats that I feed regularly and who keep away snakes, bugs, and whatnot. Most of them are spayed, neutered, and vaccinated, but new ones show up still and get pregnant somehow. Every so often one of them gets killed, be it by a mountain lion, stray dog, coyote, or other cat. It's gruesome, but it happens. But there have been a couple in the past few months that have made no sense and all have been the same way. A single cut down the middle of their bodies, running from their jaw all the way to their genitalia. The cut goes all the way through their sternum and everything. It's always perfectly straight, and none of their internal organs or anything is damaged. It's like someone took a razor or something and slit them. We found them on our driveway in the private road leading to our driveway. There's never any blood, and the cat is just dead on the ground, already in rigor mortis. It makes no sense, and it makes me sad because I've raised most of those cats from kittens. To give some background, my family owns a trailer home which sits on a cliff overlooking Lake Kootenay in the south of the Canadian province of British Columbia. This trailer was used as a sort of a summer getaway destination, as my parents and I visit for about a week or more each summer. The trailer itself is quite old. 
It was turned into a home by the previous owners in the 70s. But it's despite its age, it's still a very enjoyable place to experience the warmest months. The trailer sits in the middle of a cedar pine forest with a small clearing on the side facing away from the water to park vehicles, as well as a driveway connecting to the road, which is about 110 feet away. The nearest town is roughly a 15-minute drive, and there are no neighbors. I sleep at the opposite end of the trailer, which I call the cabin, as there is an additional dining room and porch built onto the trailer, with their bed at the front end and mine at the very back. There are two windows next to where I sleep, with one facing parallel to the lake and the other towards the previously mentioned parking area. Due to the positioning of our cabin in a mountain valley, around 9 p.m. in the summer it gets very dark very quickly. Since we sometimes are outside after this time, there's a bright lamp mounted on the front end of the trailer, which completely illuminates the porch area facing the lake and partially lights the parking area creating an orange glow that can get spooky, especially when raining. I hope the backstory wasn't too long, but it might help you get a sense of the surroundings. Around 11 p.m. one night, I was still awake, sitting in bed and reading. I keep blinds of the window facing away from the lake open as to provide a little light for reading without having to turn on any inside lamps. The light momentarily gets dimmer, so I glance outside. What I saw was a large, almost glowing white creature which was moving through the semi-lit area, casting a shadow over my window. It had very long and spindly limbs, and I could see contours that looked like emaciated ribs on its side. It was hard to estimate a height because it was moving bent over in what I can only describe as a crawl. Just looking at it instilled so much fear that I couldn't look away, despite how much I wanted to. The creature moved at a fast-walking pace from the front of the cabin, and into the tree line. At the time, I wanted to believe that it was some form of very sick, hairless bear as we frequently saw bears in the area. Looking back, the limbs were just too long to be a bear and too skinny. Also, I would think a bear with mange would still have some hair or discolored skin, but this creature didn't. It appeared entirely to be a white color, and the light from the lamp reflected off its side, making it glow a little. I wish I could provide any form of evidence that what I saw really happened, but ultimately it's the reader's choice whether to believe me or not. When I have a moment, I'll draw a diagram to detail its movement in relation from where I was looking from.